0: I'm Marissa,
1: I'm Jacob,
0: and we're continuing Continuing the
2: conversation! It's being continued!
0: Forgot I have to start talking. I'll just cut that out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome! (laughs)
0: Alright, fine, you start. Well, you just welcomed me to my own podcast.
1: Welcome to the podcast mm-hmm. where we talk about highs, lows, valleys, peaks, mountains, a lot of nature, <laughs> apparently, and uh, really, we talk about some some conversational topics.
0: Some conversational topics. That is that is what we do around here.
1: Converse. We converse with each other.
0: Mm-hmm. We as continue. The conversation. The conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we talk about controversial things. I was like, oh, where is this going?
1: <laughs> well, maybe we do. I don't know. Keep the options open. Yeah. Maybe some controversial
0: things. Spice things up. That's right. You have to. You have to. They do say that variety is the spice of life. So.
1: so that would mean like varieties like salt?
0: Whatever spice you want it to be.
1: But it couldn't be like paprika.
0: Why not? Cause then the,
1: some people would be like, life is too spicy, you know. They you think
0: paprika's spicy?
1: Well, probably
0: isn't it red? Yeah, but it's not spicy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's got like it, a smoky flavor to it.
1: But kind of like a smoky flavor that if there's smoke, there's fire. All right. So there's there's got to be there's got to be a kick somewhere. <laughs> all right. If there's smokiness, I feel like paprika's spicy. <laughs> Okay. Plus, it looks like fire. Okay. So, variety has got to be more like, you know, black pepper.
0: What okay. Mean? Variety is the black pepper of life. Yeah. We'll go with that.
1: Not, yeah, nothing too, not like a curry. That'd be too much. Yeah, that might be too much. Or maybe not enough.
0: Who knows? I guess it's all about how spicy you want your own life to be. <laughs>
1: Touche, touche. Well, this is... Uh, this is quite the... <laughs> <laughs> this is off to a good start. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Jacob, it has been a year since you were on our podcast. We called it Sitting Down with Seminarians. <laughs> That's right. It's me, you, and at the time, Deacon Robbie. But now he's Father Robbie and priests are just too cool, I guess. Too
2: cool, whatever.
0: All this podcast stuff. So. Yeah,
1: but we are continuing to sit down. Yes. And I still am a seminarian. You are. So. So here we are. Sitting with seminarians.
0: There you go. Or
1: just a seminarian at this point.
0: What have you been up to since we last heard from you?
1: I've been spicing. Spicing. Just my life has been filled with spices. I've uh, so this summer, well, so in the fall or the spring last year the beginning of last year
0: spring of 2021
1: the spring of 2021 thank you Mm -hmm. um i was still in seminary and uh just you know actually i graduated that's that's
0: you got your master's in philosophy i got my
1: master's in philosophy look at you i can philosophize
0: yeah you can you know about variety and paprika
1: about paprika and other such spices um. So I graduated in May, and which was kind of a an exciting series of events because I graduated, and then the next day was my older brother's rehearsal dinner for his wedding. Wow! So I graduated down in Florida. I go to seminary down in South Florida. Graduated, and my mom, my my parent, my mom, my dad, and my older sister and her husband. Came down for the graduation. That night, we all went to um, a hotel, just got a few hours of sleep, got on a plane the next morning, flew back up here to Atlanta, just in time for my brother's rehearsal dinner and hey. and all that, uh, which was a great time. And then the very next day was his wedding, and uh, and I was in the wedding. I mean, I don't mean to brag, but they called me the best man. Ooh. Which is high honor. Yeah, it is. It's a high praise. So I'm superior, pretty much. <laughs> okay. I am the best. Uh, so that was fun. That was a great time. And then pretty soon after that, I went to Nebraska for the summer.
0: Nice. The lands of corn.
1: The the corn huskers. That's right. The land of corn. Uh, and I did see some corn. Now, there's a phrase. I don't know if you're aware of this.
2: Hmm. There's
1: a phrase... Uh, like a farming phrase, I guess, um, out in Nebraska. Because I was there for the summer, which obviously included the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. And they say that corn should be knee-high by the 4th of July.
0: Oh, I like the little accent you threw in there, even though they're in the Midwest. (laughs) Well,
1: you know, they're farmers, so I feel like like they've got a southern accent somehow. (laughs) Knee-high by the 4th of July. Was
0: it knee-high by the 4th of July?
1: You know... Some of the corn, some of it was, but a good bit of it was a lot taller than that.
0: Oh, okay. So it was overachieving.
1: It was overachieving, which made me question how, you know? (laughs) I started thinking about, you know, what kind of fertilizer they're using. I don't know. I started.
0: (laughs) Maybe it's just if it isn't knee high by the 4th of July, you should be pretty concerned.
1: Oh, okay. That's like. Maybe
0: that's the. That's
1: like the bar. You've got to at least pass that. Yeah. Okay. That could be right.
2: That could be
0: right.
1: Uh, unfortunately, I never tried like fresh corn. What? Which I'm kind of upset about.
0: Well, then, what were you doing all summer if you weren't eating corn?
1: I wasn't eating corn. I was uh, <laughs> I was learning how to pray.
0: Oh, just two years in the seminary.
1: <laughs> two years in seminary. i've I've lived at that point, I'd lived twenty six years of my life. didn't know how to pray. But those two months, boy, I'll tell you what, we learned a lot about how to pray. And it was good. It was good. A lot of fruit. Uh, we did a, some retreats, you know, and um, read some books, took some classes. Uh, it was kind of like summer seminary, but but there was a lot more freedom. And plus, you're with people. I was with people from all around the country. We oh, had, cool. We had... Uh, guys from like the southeast Florida Georgia you know North Carolina South Carolina all the way up into uh Alaska
0: wow we had
1: two guys from one guy was from Fairbanks Alaska the other guy was from uh, Anchorage Juneau Alaska
0: did you know that St. Therese is the patron saint of Alaska
1: St. Therese of Lisieux
0: mm-hmm. don't know why but I know that well they have a shrine to her in Juneau yeah, really. The National Shrine of St.
1: I mm-hmm. Did not know that. Hmm. I mean, they say Alaska is mission country.
2: Huh.
0: I guess it is. There's not much there.
1: Yeah, there's not much there. But then I also wonder, like, which country is not mission country? You know what Ooh, I mean?
0: yeah. There's that philosophy degree.
1: There's the philosophy degrees, you know, spoken and set out. Like, which country's like... Nah, we're good. we got enough Jesus here. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like everyone's, everyone's doing all right.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Maybe Vatican City.
0: Maybe, where it's just the Pope. Where
1: it's just the Pope.
0: <laughs> it's like, we're good. I don't need <laughs> any missionaries coming here. <laughs> this
1: is the only non-missionary country. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, so that was the summer. And then the fall, I went back to seminary. Still continuing. Some people switch seminaries when they get into theology, uh, when they graduate from philosophy.
0: But you didn't switch seminaries.
1: I didn't switch seminaries. I stayed. So um, I just finished my first semester of um, theology. And uh, I'll I'll tell you something I've realized um, about the difference between philosophy and theology which is the philosophy class? Classes are uh, a little bit more entertaining, and there's more. They're more lively, I'd say.
2: Mm-hmm. The professor
1: will throw out, you know, like a, an idea or a question or some sort of quandary, and uh, and then the class. We kind of our task is to like think through it and like come up with some sort of solution or some sort of like end to uh, to his predicament. Uh, theology is not like that theology is more like this is what the church believes. Um, And these are like, you know, we also talk about some other religions and like maybe the differences and um, you know, between different Protestant denominations or even different uh, like non Christian denominations. Um, But really at the end of the day, it's like, all right, well, this is what the church believes. And if you disagree with that, then you're kind of a heretic. So you know, I'm not sure not sure where that leaves you as a seminarian, but um so that's kind of like a big a big difference between the two cla- the two programs, I think.
0: Yeah, theology is a lot more certain, I feel. Philosophy is more fun. Have you heard of the um it's like Diogenes and Plato and they're trying to define what man is? I forget which one I forget. On what end they were, but one of them essentially said, Man, like a human, is a featherless biped. Like, that's the definition. And one <laughs> yes. of them runs in with a plucked chicken and goes, Behold, a man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, there's like a lot of, yeah.
0: There's like, a I lot of. I think that's the fun philosophy part is getting to like swirl those ideas around and.
1: Yeah. That's one thing that I didn't realize was, was philosophical are definitions. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like what, like what is, you know, I don't know what a man or what is a bell or what is a seat or what is a car? We talked a lot about that in Mm -hmm. our classes because it kind of gets to like whether something is what it does or is like what it's created as. Mm. So, like, if if I'm using, like, a chair as a table, is that, does that mean that it's... Does
0: that make it a table or is it it still a a chair? Chair.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or, like, (laughs) one of my professors talked about a broken down car, you know, like, the windows are smashed out and there's no tires on it. Is that a car or is that, like, a squirrel mansion? You know? (laughs) Like, it's, you know... Is it what, it what it serves as purpose? Like, is it what it acts as? Or is it something, you know, what it was created as?
2: Mm-hmm. Which
1: is kind of an interesting question. But I don't know. That's what we talk about in the seminary.
2: <laughs> it's fun stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, theology is a little bit more, like you say, it's a little bit more, uh, tan- not tangible, but a little bit more like,
0: Concrete almost.
1: Yeah, a little bit more like hard cut, I guess. Not quite as abstract and, uh yeah. I mean, not to say that there isn't abstract stuff in in theology. Right,
0: yeah, but, but I feel like there are certain th- philosophies a lot. I guess there's a lot more room for, for gray area with some of these questions, but there are certain absolute truths in theology where it's like there is no, like you can debate it for the fun of like, apologetics are really getting to the truth but it's no question that like this is the truth yeah yeah
1: yeah that's very true yeah so there's you know there is fun in debating uh speculative questions and and all the rest of it but i mean this since this was my first semester in uh theology it was co- it was very introductory mm-hmm. which is nice you know just uh um, keep everyone on the same page because my my when you so usually I'll give you a little background about seminary all right There's two different types of seminaries there are there is uh, like a college seminary which is usually called the minor seminary.
0: Yeah, that's um, where our summer seminary and Jonathan came from. a so minor seminary
1: That's right that's right yep Jonathan is is in the minor seminary uh, and then there's the major seminary um so the minor seminary only does philosophy that's that's like it's one job Mm
2: -hmm. uh
1: the major seminary it's primary focus it's primary focus (laughs) is uh theology and um but it also a lot of major seminaries now wait did i say philosophy or theology
0: it's said theology
2: okay
1: yeah major seminary is primarily theology but a lot most Major seminaries also have a philosophy department now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, anyways, not sure why I was going into that, but there it is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and when you get into theology, usually your class changes in some way. Usually, ninety percent of the time, it's people adding to your class. So when I the past two years, when I was going through philosophy, I had eight people in my class. Oh wow. Uh, which was yeah. It's
2: pretty small. It's
1: pretty small. You couldn't escape a question in class, you know, yeah. like if you didn't do the reading, you're just sweating it out mm-hmm. in the class. But um but in theology, my class now is like 20, 21 people.
0: Okay. Oh, so like people transferring from minor seminaries to yours? Yes. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, people transferring. So we yeah, we got people from all around the country uh that now have joined my seminary my class so it's good it's good it changes the the dynamics of the class a little bit
0: yeah not as much pressure
1: (laughs) yeah yeah not as much pressure but some people there's more pressure now because some people are like the smart ones you know Mm -hmm. so now there's more people it's like well now there's there's more competition maybe someone else is also the smart one Mm. so now there's you know a little bit more competition there but um, but it's all good stuff, it's all good stuff. Uh, you learn a lot in theology, which is kind of the whole point I'm in seminary, mm-hmm. is to learn about God, which is what theology is. So, I don't know. Don't know if I've learned uh, what I was supposed to, but I learned things, you know?
0: The question that I get a lot from teens is, am I taller than Jesus? Well, Are you taller than Jesus? Do you learn that in theology? <laughs>
1: that, you know, that is an interesting question.
0: Do they save that until the end to keep you hooked?
1: They, they, uh, they, they try to, you know, draw you along. Um, <laughs> I think that is one of those questions where uh, you need some philosophy to answer that one.
0: Mm. What does it mean to be taller?
1: <laughs> what, what is tallness? Is that is that in the eye of, you know, the, the beholder? Or is there, like, some objective standard of, like, all right.
0: That's when philosophy starts to annoy me. Because I'm like, there is objective height! <laughs> we measure it!
2: We know it!
0: <laughs> but is there, like,
1: you know, is there a line between you're not tall, but now all of a sudden you are tall? You cross this threshold or something.
0: Well... Tallness is relative to a point because everyone agrees that seven feet is tall, that like six five is tall. Tall for like, a human. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> Ugh. <that's> annoying. <laughs> Let's get off the subject of philosophy. You're right. Let's take a hard left into spirituality.
1: Okay. Spirituality is, that's where I'm more uncomfortable. Really? <laughs> No, not, not really. We had a spirituality class, actually, this semester.
0: On, like, different spiritualities or how to develop your own spirituality or something completely different?
1: It was a little bit of both. A little bit about different spiritualities. It was mostly how to develop your own, though. Um, but art... The class was a little biased because the teacher, the priest who teaches his class is a Jesuit. Mm. Um, and obviously Jesuits follow St. Ignatius of Loyola. And so St. Ignatius has his own spirituality, the Ignatian spirituality. So, um, So the class was very heavily influenced by Ignatian spirituality, which I didn't okay. think was a bad thing, but... Ignatian spirituality isn't a one size fits all.
0: Right. What were, what were some of the things that they talked about as far as how you develop your own spirituality?
1: Um, they talked a lot about, well, really, I think spirituality is, is intimately linked with like your relationship with the Lord. Um, so by, uh, by, I guess, working on your spirituality or by exploring your spirituality, if you're doing it correctly, you should ideally be exploring your relationship with Christ or exploring your relationship with, with God. Um, and so now obviously there are different, God is, you know, is a fairly abstract being and uh, has he has many different aspects to him. So, you know, some people are Attracted to God's mercy. Some people are attracted to God's, you know, justice. Some people are attracted to God's gentleness, his warmth, all sorts of different things. Um, and it differs from person to person. And it even differs like within that person, like from, you know, maybe from season to season or like from from age to age, I guess you could say.
2: hmm.
1: So. Uh, yeah, the spirituality is it's it's kind of something to be explored and and uh yeah yeah not afraid of i'd say
0: yeah because that was what so our last uh series we talked about spiritualities um in the sense of the major spiritualities that have religious orders in the church um so ignatian um franciscan Augustinian, and then this one doesn't have its own order, but Thomistic Mm -hmm. kind of being a branching out from Dominican. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, kind of exploring those spiritualities and where we fit within them. But I think while it's good to be able to recognize like where, which spiritualities are attractive to you, there's also always something a little bit lacking because we're all unique individuals and so mm-hmm. there's always gonna be you know it's not quite perfect at least in my opinion because I and I noticed a lot of, of teens being like, well what if this doesn't perfectly describe my prayer life or how I relate to God and all that. And that's what sort of unfolded in some conversations with friends is like, okay, well what it like Spirituality has to be more than that, because then we were talking about saints like St. Therese or St. Faustina, where they don't have in the eyes of the church, like there's no Theresean spirituality or like Faustinian, at least that I know of. But when you say that, like St. Therese has a very distinct spirituality, like the little way and mercy are the big attributes of, of God she's drawn to. And then Faustina is the same. It's like the mercy of God is what she's drawn to the most. And I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to think about like, okay, what is, what is my spirituality? Like what attributes of God are my drawn to the most in prayer? How does that influence the way I pray and see the world in my faith?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think also like uh, another part of the spirituality conversation um, is is charisms Mm -hmm. and charisms, you know, just being like, uh, ways that we live out, um, you know, our relationship with the Lord, uh, whether that's doing like manual labor or whether that's, you know, working with old people or teaching or, uh, you know, just different ways, um, that we manifest God to other people. Um, and, and there's, all of us have, you know, in our hearts, we have different strengths and weaknesses and we have different things that, you know, maybe even goals or different things that we can see ourselves doing like, oh yeah, I would love to, you know, I'd love to be like a coach and to, you know, lead, you know, people and whatever. Or, uh, yeah, you know, I, I I, really find a lot of, you know, joy and drawing and, you know, kind of the, the silent work or you know different things like that um and i think that that also plays a part in spirituality Mm -hmm. um now i will say uh, so i'm studying to be a diocesan priest um and for better or worse there is no diocesan spirituality quote unquote um so just as like what you were saying with your friends like you're trying to figure out okay, this one doesn't necessarily fit me. That one doesn't necessarily fit me. Uh, it's similar with with the diocesan life, with the diocesan priesthood, because there is no specific spirituality. Um, so it's also okay. And it's like, you know, it's not bad to sort of pick and choose from different th- uh, spiritualities. Yeah. So, you know, I because I feel like, that might be important to just mention.
0: Oh, for know? sure, because that's something too. Yeah, that I was thinking about as we did this series, because there was a little um, there's a little quiz that me and the other core members took beforehand, just to see like, okay, what spiritual, you know, what spirituality are you? Um, but also, just I I knew what result I was going to get because I already read through the series and I knew which one resonated with me the most. And so, like Augustinian is how I pray, with the emphasis on Um, like seeing your relationship with God as a friendship and like a deeply personal one-on-one relationship. Um, It also mentioned being in a perpetual Advent and that's my favorite liturgical season. So I was like, I feel very called out. Um, (laughs) But I also like that Thomistic side of, um, you know, using your intellect to engage with your faith. And I know for me, like, in college, I really felt connected to Dominican spirituality, which is the order of preachers, which makes sense considering my job is ministry. And, like, their whole thing is um, contemplation and then sharing the fruits of that contemplation with the masses. Um, so there's that. But, you know, it, it, I don't know. It, then there's, like, different. The Franciscan spirituality talks about, like, spending less time in prayer and more time. And in this period of my life, like, I encounter God most when I'm actively doing ministry, when I'm doing intercessory prayer. Like, I feel like I connect with God way more in intercessory prayer than my own personal prayer. So it's like, you know, what? I'm not going to sweat it. Like, if I spend less time in personal prayer and more time, like, in encountering God in ministry, I guess, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think that that's that's like the crucial part to um, sort of understanding your spirituality is being willing to like explore different avenues, you know, and being willing to, like you said, like contemplate and then share the fruits of that, whether that's, you know, like the Dominicans, like you said, or um, yeah, just in like quiet silence and and quiet prayer, uh, seeing God like as a friend Um, or even like working with the poor and just doing like all sorts of varied experiences to see like, okay, this, this is actually really, you know, I found a lot of joy here. I felt, I felt really fulfilled here. I saw Christ very easily in this situation as opposed to that one. Um, and that like helps give you more of a direction, I guess, uh, Mm -hmm. into, into a s- specific spirituality. Um, and, you know, like you said, not that a spirituality is going to, you know, tell you your life and tell, you know, it's not going to tell you your right. future or like what you should do and this, that, and the other thing. But, um, but it's very, it's, it's helpful to know, like, this is how I see Christ and this is how Christ reveals himself to me. And so like, this is crucial to know so that we can further our relationship with God, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It kind of reminds me of like when you maybe this is an Augustinian lens, but like when you're friends with someone and the closer you become to them, you start to realize, okay, these are the activities we really enjoy doing together. That like Mm -hmm. these, this is like our thing. Or like when you have like a certain restaurant with someone, we're like that's our place. Or you know those little inside jokes that you create. And it's sort of like Mm -hmm. finding with God, like defining the relationship you know it's like okay what are what are the things that like lead to a flourishing that make me feel really connected to you and like what's what's my place with that like what's our why did i just think what's our waffle house (laughs) i don't
1: know waffle house is from the lord (laughs)
0: forget interior castle my interior (laughs) waffle
1: house i'm in the seventh waffle where are you
0: (laughs) I'm in the hash browns.
1: <laughs> my hash browns are cop, chop, covered, you know, smothered. smothered. <laughs> I don't even know the rest of them. <laughs> oh
2: my
1: gosh. That's good. No, I like that though. I like that. Cause that's so, you know, that's, that's so true. And even, you know, I think in a certain sense, all the spiritualities are, are con- obviously they're connected on a deep level. Uh, that level being God, but, um, but even, like, you know, the Augustinian spirituality, um, like, focusing on, like, the humanity of, of Christ, like, he came as a human, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, like, obviously that's massive, that's huge, and that's obviously what we just celebrated in Christmas, but, um, like, that's, there's just so much uh, to, to marvel at and to experience within the humanity of of Christ, you know? And so to to see him, like, as a friend, as a friend you can go grab coffee with and just have like a co- casual conversation. Um, that's, that's huge, you know, yeah. that's great. And, uh, I know there are some, like, there are other people I know who that that doesn't resonate with them though. Like they're more, you know, amazed by like the majesty and the grandeur of, of God. And, um, and that's not bad either, you know, but, um, but yeah, even, I mean, a lot of saints talk about the humanity of of Christ and how that is obviously that's God revealing himself to us. Uh, And so like, you know, that's, that's something that can always be, be pondered and reflected on. And um, just like as a casual friend, he's, he's willing to, to go to Waffle House and (laughs) eat covered hash browns with us or whatever. But I don't know. I like that analogy.
0: I yeah I don't know where that came from but I liked it too. <laughs>
1: I've I've been uh, I've been craving Waffle House as well. Yeah. And because uh, down in down by the seminary we don't have
2: Waffle House.
0: You it's, don't.
2: No. Yes. Florida
0: which, doesn't have Waffle House. I feel like the they, vibe of Waffle House would really
1: <laughs> Florida would
0: embrace that. I'm wrong with it.
1: So I think they have like different Waffle Houses. But Florida's also, like, such a weird state. Like, North Florida is extremely different than Central Florida. Central, Mm. even that's all different than South Florida. It's just, like, it's weird. The whole, it's weird that Florida's unified, you know? It's, like, it's almost just, like, this is, there's, yeah, anyways. Kind
0: of like Texas.
1: Kind of like Texas.
0: Our two weirdest states.
1: Yes. Amen. Amen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think the closest waffle house to the seminary is like 2 hours away. Oh my god. We need go to
0: waffle house after this?
1: We might we might need to. I the other day a friend of mine he was like, "Hey, we we went to mass and then after, he was like, "All right, let's go grab some some breakfast." And he said, "Where do you want to go?" And I said, uh, "Waffle house." And <laughs> and so we went to waffle house. He appeased me. Mm-hmm. And um As we we walked in and waffle house was just packed which i guess is normal
2: Mm -hmm.
1: i feel like every time i go to waffle house it's it's busy but um but my friend was like just not having it he's like all right let's go there's this place uh by my parents house called maple street biscuit do you have Mm -hmm. them over here in
0: john's creek no
1: okay well you should because if you go to this place, you're this gonna yummy. you're gonna drive by Waffle House and throw rocks at it. Because <laughs> this place is oh no. this place is good, and it is you know it's a little bit more expensive. I'll say that, but um, but it it beats Waffle House. They, everything there is like it's kind of like a biscuit sandwich place. So like okay. everything, most things I guess are like some form of a biscuit sandwich, whether that's like a chicken biscuit or they got bacon or all sorts of different things, but it is, it is good.
0: You're making me very hungry.
1: They have an, okay. We might need to get back to the topic here. <laughs> but, okay. Maybe, okay. We can just bring it all in. Yeah. Spirituality.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes people find God in food. Yes. You know,
0: absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially
1: cooking. Some people I, have I, I talk to have a very okay I will tell you something else okay, okay go for it this this kind of relates yeah so as you're aware
0: mm-hmm.
1: the Eucharist is made of bread yes now the process of making bread is very theological are you aware of this no you aren't no okay. the process of making bread is very theological so uh, so first there's wheat right now wheat in order to uh to become bread it's got to be like harvested or whatever i don't know it's got to die okay Mm -hmm. so they they pick it up from the field from the wheat fields whatever with the tractors and knee high by the fourth of july (laughs) and uh they pick it up and then it's got to be like ground you know it's got to be like pulverized
2: almost Mm
1: -hmm. so um that obviously has, well, maybe it's not obvious, but that has a the- theological significance, suffering and, and just like uh, the dying to oneself. and um, But then after it's been pulverized, then it's you know added with water and yeast or whatever. Uh, or I guess with the Eucharist, there wouldn't be any yeast, but it's beside the point. Um, but then you bake it. And, um, and it rises, you know, it rises. And that also has theological significance after, you know, the suffering and after the, the death and the pulverization of wheat, then there's the rising of it. Uh, but I didn't know this even, so when you're making bread, it's, it's very important actually to use your hands when you're like after the wheat's been pulverized and once you like add it with all the the water and whatever else it's important to like use your hands to knead the bread and to like make it into whatever shape you you want it to be because there's oils on your hand and if those oils are not in the bread the bread doesn't turn out correct huh which is fascinating
0: so the oils of your hand like are an essential ingredient to bread
1: yeah yeah so like yeah the oils in your hand like the bread you you put something of yourself in this bread
2: dang
0: you know that yeah that's really spiritual
1: it's very spiritual you put you put yourself you put something of yourself into this bread and and then it you know after it's been pulverized and quote-unquote died and then it's risen uh and then you just you can rejoice in your bread you can you can delight in the sweetness of your bread i guess look at that i don't know it's very it's very theological but all that to say some people their spirituality it can be related to food you know oh totally is yours related
0: to food no but (laughs) i like my mom she is a fantastic cook And she also is very caring and something that I have seen where that intersects is like when people are sick or need food rather than like, and don't get me wrong. There's nothing like bad about getting someone like a DoorDash gift card, you know, or like something quick and easy. But what my mom will do is she'll just like spend the afternoon cooking. I've seen it, especially over this past winter break, there were like six different people we knew who got COVID and who we were I say we, I was mainly just delivery driver, but like she, you know, I'd come home from whatever I was doing and she'd be there and she'd have two different sets of meals, n- not even for our family, you know. So we haven't even had our own dinner yet. And she's making these home cooked meals for people. And I go drop them off. And yeah, it's just really cool how that is incorporated into like a charism of hers of like caring for the sick, but specifically with food.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's something very life-giving about food, obviously. Yeah. And to be able to to share that gift with others um, is, you know, there's, there is a spirituality there. There is something very spiritual about that.
0: It's also just something very transcendental about, like, a great burger or something, you know? <laughs> so, like, when you take a bite of food that's just so good and you're like... Oh, man. <laughs> God is real and he loves
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
1: That's right. I like that. There is something very transcendental about that. It just calls your attention to something higher, something like, greater. Man,
0: I sure do have gratitude
1: in this moment. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I can't think. Maybe you can, Marissa. But I can't think of a spirituality that like like a one of the – Sort of, I guess, time church time-tested, church-approved spiritualities that's related to food. But I mean, that's not to say that there isn't a spirituality related to food. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, even though we talk about you know contemplating the divine and sharing that with others, as far as Dominicans or uh, Augustinian and seeing like the humanity of Jesus and you know seeing him as a friend or Ignatian like praying with thoughts feelings and desires and uh you know just the different spiritualities just because we talk about them doesn't mean that that's only
2: them
0: right yeah like those might be just because they're the most well-known in the church or like the longest most established ones doesn't mean they're the only ones yeah, yeah. there's tons that we didn't talk about um because i know people were asking like there's benedictine and carmelite like those are other big salesian like those are big orders just you know we only had four nights to talk about it, so yeah. There's plenty, and I I Google. I was curious because someone asked me how many spiritualities are there, and I wanted to be like infinite, but I was like <laughs> wondering. But I googled and you know looking up more major ones, and there are like tons of. Um, there's like at least ten big players in the church as far, but they're all you know. Once you start to get into it, it's so nuanced because, like you said, it's like the attributes of God that you're drawn to and like the specific virtues you're drawn to the charism. So like each person brings like Franciscan even has become an umbrella and there's all these different types of Franciscans like captions um, or the CFRs or all these other types of Franciscan where like they've made it more specific.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's, you know, that's, whatever spirituality there is or whatever spiritualities are out there, it's important to make it specific and to make it personal, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, like in my spirituality class that we had this past semester, like I said, it was very heavily influenced by Ignatian spirituality and Ignatian spirituality focuses on, um, like the mind and, and like, okay, you have these thoughts, Okay, are these thoughts from God, or are they not from God? You have, you know this desire to to do something or to you have some desire. Is that desire from the Lord, or is that not from the lord? and And sort of like learning how to distinguish between them and, you know, yeah, understanding what discernment is and like how to how to hear God and know that it's God, as opposed to hearing you know, maybe the voice of myself or the voice of the world or the voice of the devil and realizing, okay, that's not from God. I'm not going to follow that. So, um you know, and, and I see a lot of fruit from, at least in my own life, I see a lot of fruit from uh, Ignatian spirituality. I wouldn't say that I necessarily am like an Ignatian person,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but um I definitely... Pray a lot, like Ignatian. I I guess I use Ignatian spirituality a lot when I pray, but um, but my confirmation saint actually is Saint Francis of Assisi, who started the Franciscans. So, um, and I you know I identify a lot with with him, and with nature and poverty and all the rest of it, simplicity. Um, So that's kind of like I don't know. It can go two ways. This having it sort of open-ended and and free it can be like beautiful and you can't feel like you you don't feel uh like tied down or it can be overwhelming you know but uh hopefully it's not overwhelming
0: i hope not i think it can seem that you know when you look at catholicism and i've heard um i have a lot of friends who are converts who express this as well but when you look at all of the different ways there are to pray and all of the different spiritual practices you could have or devotions you could have. It can seem overwhelming because like it's way too much for one person to do in their lifetime. Like you can't conceivably practice like every single devotion that Catholicism has to offer. And the reason is because you don't need to, like there's, so many ways to pray so that you can find the way that you connect with God, but which is freeing, but also maybe when you're staring down all these choices, it's like, ah, oh, which one do I do? And I don't know, that's why I think it's nice, yeah, to not like spiritualities aren't meant to be a label. Like um like I know sometimes when you take personality tests, it's like this is what I am. Like this is my personality. It's like, oh I'm or, like, your Harry Potter house. It's like, I'm a Hufflepuff. And, like, that's part of my identity and that's what I am. And it's unchanging. But, like, your spirituality can change, you know? Yeah. Or not, maybe not, like, it's a fixed personality and then you go through something and it changes. But it's more so, like, something that ebbs and flows. And-
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Because as humans, you know, we mature. Mm-hmm. We grow. And we, you know, there are parts of us that, like, you know, even I remember in high school there were parts of like things that I would do in middle school that I didn't do anymore in high school. Like that part of me, you know, I just matured a little bit or, you know, it just wasn't something that I found as important or whatever it is. Uh, and the spiritual life is the same way, you know, like learning to pray. Okay. There were things I used to pray, like ways I used to pray before that I just don't do anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. Not because they're bad or wrong, but just because I've changed, you know? And, uh and so, yeah, there's, to me there's, there's a lot of beauty there in in the change and to see like, wow, this is something that I used to do, but now like I've come a little bit farther, you know, or I've come, you know, through a different avenue to see, to see God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which I think is, is very beautiful, but yeah, that's what I had to say about the maturing of that's all have got to say about that <laughs> yeah i mean there is yeah i like what you said about it not being a label
0: yeah well it's supposed to be something that helps you understand your relationship with god and like you said to grow closer to god and i mean at the end of the day what every spirituality has in common is prayer is essential yeah like the spirituality is more of like a guide to help you figure out like in what like what form of prayer, mode of prayer, or like attributes of God are going to be like fruitful in my life right now,
2: I yeah. guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think the biggest like encouragement I would have for someone who's like thinking about spiritualities and trying to figure out perhaps where their spirituality is or how the Lord fits in their life is to not be afraid to like do something, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe, okay, I'm not sure what my spirituality is. So maybe I'll like help out with vacation Bible school or something and see if, you know, working with the youth and working with uh, like teaching and is that fruitful? Do I see, you know, the Lord there? Uh, And if not, it's like, okay, that's fine. That's not bad. Then I'll try, you know, maybe I'll do like some, homeless ministry with my parents or something and, you know, see if I see the Lord there. And if not, that's okay. There's, you know, there's more things to try, Mm -hmm. but if you find it, then it's like, okay, great. This is, you know, that's, that's great that that you found the way that the Lord speaks to you.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And praying like, you know, praying the rosary every day, like in a certain point, if that like is fruitful and that's great. And then a certain point, if it's like, okay, this isn't fruitful anymore. I think I, I think I need some other form of prayer, not feeling guilty about like, oh, well, I I don't pray rosary every day anymore. Like, okay, it's okay because you know, maybe, maybe that rosary becomes like time spent journaling or time spent in adoration or, you know, insert whatever other thing. Yeah. It's still prayer and all prayer is good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, Yeah. That's a huge encouragement just to like, you know, try something. And if it doesn't work, that's fine. If it does great. If it changes, so be it, you know, and the Lord, the Lord's always constant, although things change, you know, the Lord is, is always present and he's waiting for us to, to talk with him. So like you said, prayer is prayer. And if there's one mode of praying that works better for you, then great. But the point is, is to, to continue to seek that. Yeah.
0: And you know, if all this fails, just go to Waffle House.
1: Go to Waffle House. Have some waffles. Think about God's goodness in the waffles.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Waffles, I'm sure, probably. I mean, I guess waffles, there's probably some theological significance with waffles. Waffles, I've got it. I've got it in my mind. Okay. Waffles are like the spiritual life.
0: Yeah.
1: Because you in waffles there are you know like like divots Mm -hmm. but then there's like like the crusty part that's
0: the ridges the
1: ridges yes the ridges and the valleys and all the rest Mm -hmm. which is very you know it's normal in the spiritual life is to have like you know high moments where you're you're excited and you love praying and you love jesus but then it's also normal to have like sad moments where
0: and you need the valleys because otherwise, where would the syrup go?
1: Where would the syrup go? The That's syrup right. The syrup,
2: the sweetness.
1: The syrup is the sweetness. The syrup is like God's grace, you know. And wow. He just pours it on there and makes everything the high parts. Yes. And then you cut into it and you enjoy the waffle of life.
0: There we go. I mean, we're some great theologians over here. <laughs> we'll start our own spirituality
1: (laughs) the the waffle no
0: the (laughs) breakfastinians
1: yes amen amen the breakfastinians i like that I could get used to that.
0: So let us know if you'd like to join our new <laughs> order. <laughs> oh well it has to be a lay order because you're not a priest <laughs> yet. But
1: that's right. The that's Breakfastinians. Right. The Breakfastinians. We can eat breakfast food and then talk about Jesus. Yeah. Or how Jesus you know, I've seen this is a this is a skill that I do not have. Mm. But I feel like okay, well let me tell you this. When I was a child. Yes. Sometimes I would wake up on a Saturday morning to the smell of pancakes, Ooh. which is a, a delightful way to wake up. Yes. And and I would go downstairs, and my dad would be making pancakes, and he would always inevitably do, towards the end of like the little batter that he had, he would always inevitably say, "Do you want a Mickey Mouse pancake?"
2: And I would Ooh. say,
1: "Absolutely." And he would, you know, do the little Mickey Mouse design with the ears. That's and everything. pretty
0: impressive.
1: It's impressive. Now I do not have that skill. But I feel like it's a skill that when you become a father, it's just as inherently like you're you're changed, like your soul is changed. And yes. you just get the Mickey Mouse skill. The
0: Mickey Mouse pancake.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's one
0: of the graces bestowed upon you.
1: <laughs> In marriage. Yeah. In the sacrament of marriage.
0: In the sacrament of marriage, but unlocked when you become a father.
1: That's right. Yeah. Now, I I don't know if you know this. There is a whole uh, art form about uh, pancake art.
0: Yeah, I've seen it where they have like the squirt bottles and they do these designs and sometimes even have like different colored batter.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's elaborate.
0: It is elaborate. What if there was pancake evangelization where you do gospel stories and you use the pancake batter and you make that would be awesome yeah yeah yeah.
1: actually so this year i'm teaching uh, a second grade religion class Mm -hmm. uh, down at the seminary and that might just be one of the greatest evangelism tools for second graders oh my gosh
0: they would think that's the awesomest thing ever wouldn't they yes they would lose it
1: You might have just given me the greatest idea ever.
0: Are you good at art? I
1: am terrible at art. Okay,
0: so maybe find someone else to do the pancake art.
1: Well, you know, I think I'm so bad at art that I think i become good at art.
0: I don't know if that applies to pancakes. Yeah.
1: Well, you might be right.
0: Watch some YouTube videos at least first. Do a trial run before do a you... Tri- do
1: Do the Mickey Mouse trial run. Yeah. If I can do the Mickey Mouse, then it's like I've unlocked a new level.
0: Yeah, you could probably do a cross. That's... Yeah. It's pretty simple.
2: Pretty, pretty basic. Pretty
1: straightforward. You're probably right. The hard thing would be to, like... I feel like inevitably second graders just don't understand the concept of, like, complexity... Mm -hmm. so I do a cross and then they're like oh do like the holy spirit or something and I'm like what?
0: a bird, a flame, that's
1: easy (laughs) yeah I don't know I feel like they would try to hit me with like oh can you do grace and I'm like what?
0: do la pieta (laughs) do do Mary holding the crucified Jesus (laughs) in a pancake
1: (laughs) can you do Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead? (laughs) What the heck? No. What do you think I am, Picasso? Why not? <laughs> They're like, my other teacher could do it.
0: Is <laughs> your other teacher Michelangelo? <laughs> What's happening?
1: <laughs> the other teacher is uh, is far superior than I am. I feel like I feel like that's a tactic for younger kids is mm-hmm. to pin teachers against each other. Like, oh, well, so-and-so could do it. Mrs. Johnson said she could do it. Why can't you do it? That's
0: how they get you to do stuff. Yeah. They have realized that it's all a competition.
1: It's (laughs) all a competition. Life is a competition.
0: They've realized the key to everything is that everyone wants the approval of (laughs) seven-year-olds. You want to be, if a seven-year-old is trying to decide who's cooler, me or you, I want it to be me.
2: That's true.
1: That's true. Yeah, you know, is it sad that um sometimes I try to fight for the approval of second graders?
0: Uh, it depends on how much it hurts you when you don't. Feel. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that's a wise answer. That's a very wise answer.
0: Do the second graders think your beard is cool.
1: The second graders I don't even know if they know I have a beard actually. Oh, sometimes... do you wear a mask
0: around them? Is that why? Or no? They just start unobservant.
1: Well, I think, well, I do wear a mask, but I think even if I wasn't wearing a mask, I don't think they would even know what I look like because when I'm trying to teach them in class, no one's looking at me. (laughs) They're all like coloring or, you know, doing something. Mm -hmm. And, And sometimes I think to myself, is anyone listening? And then I'll ask a question and the kids are exuberant with joy. Mm. to the point where they can't even sit down in their chairs they're they got their hand raised they're jumping up and down they're saying me 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 pick me and so I pick on them you know and I'll ask a simple question like okay you know what did you get for Christmas or something and and then and then I'll ask them a simple question like that and they're like my little sister lost her tooth yesterday mm-hmm. and then they go on some random story yes But I'm like I don't know if you're even aware that there's another teacher in the room like i don't i don't know if you're even aware that that i'm standing in front of you right now
0: no they just want to tell you about their life jacob
1: yeah i know
0: they just want to share it with you well they just want to share it with anyone they want to
1: share it with any if if the person has a heartbeat they're willing to share it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which is fine i'm honored by that
0: i'm honored by that
1: second graders are fun though but you know what's even more fun what spirituality
0: oh yeah spirituality teenagers this podcast
1: <laughs> happiness joy waffle house
0: oh yeah um well dear breakfastinians I hope you have enjoyed <laughs> listening to whatever this ended up being
2: and if you have
1: questions about all that was said do not ask me <laughs> Ask that. Marissa, all-wise Marissa. She will answer your deepest questions that you have about life. Isn't that right?
0: Yep, I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: goodness.
1: Or Father Neil.
0: Yeah, ask Father <laughs> we learned about Father Neil this year that he. Has a secret talent for karaoke.
2: No way. He hasn't
0: demonstrated it yet, but he did tell the teens that that was his secret hidden talent. And no we way. are trying to find a way to um, organize some sort of karaoke opportunity.
1: Wow. I feel like you know how some people, when you look at them, you can you can know their karaoke song like instantaneously.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When I look at Father Neil, I see. Beyonce written all over him
0: what is wrong with you
1: what the His queen bee
0: song is on the road by Willie Nelson
2: okay he kind of looks like Willie Nelson does he probably
0: I don't know what Willie Nelson looks like I just realized
2: yeah me
1: neither but I feel like a guy <laughs> but I feel like a guy named Willie Nelson would kind of have like a little bit longer hair like Father Neil, and uh I don't know. It's probably he's probably you know he's well, probably gotta
0: someone look up what Willie Nelson looks like and tell us.
1: <laughs> can you do a side by side with Father Neil and, and Willie Nelson? And we'll see, see
0: if, how accurate.
1: We'll can see. If, us. We'll see if he looks alike or not. No,
0: watch him not look anything like.
1: Yeah. Father Neil. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, Willie Nelson. That's okay. On the road again is a classic song. But then again, Father Neil is a classy guy. Yeah. Okay, I'm kind of upset at myself that I didn't say that in the first place. Beyonce. Beyonce, you're not forgotten. I know you're listening, Beyonce. <laughs> we haven't we haven't ignored you and and your <laughs> lovely songs. We just Willie Nelson in this moment has gotten the better of you.
2: Aww. But
1: just you wait till next time. You'll come back, Queen Bee. You will. We know.
2: Oh my
0: gosh! Well, to Beyonce and anyone else who's listening, <laughs> thanks oh. for your time <laughs> and thanks for your prayers because we clearly need them.
1: Oh, pray harder. <laughs> Make us do better by praying harder. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we just gotta end it now before who knows what is next.
1: <laughs> Thank you for coming to our continuing the conversation.
0: We sure did continue it.
1: (laughs) And now we're ending it.